Like, what if I'm doing everything wrong? And in the end, in 30 years, I still won't get that even after working this hard. I mean, some of this stuff is like soul stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, speaking of, you know, soul sex with the sexuals, it's like soul living, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It's like, what's my, um, you know, it's like creating the temple. Right. Yeah. It's me and my world. And so it's this kind of awful cycle of like, do I want to spend the energy? Do I not want to spend the energy? And then you're spending energy thinking about spending energy. The Big Hormone Enneagram. Hi, I'm John Lukovic, uh, sexual self-pres, holder of five wing. Hi, I'm David Gray, self-pres sexual 9 with 1974 trifix. What up? It's Emika. I'm an 8 wing 7, sexual self-pres with 854 fixes. Hi, I'm Nancy. I am a self-pres social 3 wing 4 with a 369 trifix. If you like our podcast, guys, make sure you go like and subscribe on the Apple Podcast app. And if you really like us, you should definitely leave us a review. Welcome to Big Hormone Enneagram. It's just me and David today, your self-pres lovelies. We're going to be talking about self-pres hell, and it's going to be really just a blast and a party, isn't it? Yeah, some kind of carnival of hell. Yeah, because we've talked a lot about how hellish being a sexual type is, but we want to give self-pres its due because it also can be awful. Yeah, self-pres is the most common dominant instinct. Yeah. I mean, it's a big part of why the world, you know, is the way that it is in terms of, you know, the economy goes down and everybody panics and or there's... (laughs) some kind of threat to survival and everyone panics everyone panics <laughs> i mean people that are not self-pres are gonna panic too but it's like self-presers are looking ahead to the possibility of a financial downturn or the possibility of the oncoming you know natural disaster or, or that kind of thing and i mean it's one reason why you've got good people doing good work uh around climate change or whatever probably (laughs) you would hope we would hope and other things make the world go round and a lot of us are self-present a lot of us probably experience this stuff so it's only fair to give it its due so you're welcome to all you people because i'm going to be talking about shit that's super sensitive to me and i'm only doing it for you With a six fix, um, there's a certain kind of extra piece of insecurity or that or it manifests in a certain way that's uh, more, I don't know, what would you say, confused and anxious or something? Yeah. And um, inability to ever fix it ever. Right. Because it's just always going to find a way to be nervous mm-hmm. about something mm-hmm. it's never going to be perfect right honestly per- perfection always kind of seems a little ridiculous to me because it seems kind of boring like if you're not worrying about something what are you doing well that's the kind of thing a three would say 
you got to be doing all the time. Exactly. That's why heaven never worked for me. Like everybody would scare me into like, you know, being a Christian being like, oh, well, you're going to go to hell. And I'm like, I, heaven doesn't sound very fun. Yeah. Doesn't sound just very appealing to me. So floating on a cloud and just being. That sounds awful. It's not your thing, huh? No, no. Sounds like a terrible thing to do, actually. Mm-hmm. Sounds like what nines do all day. Looks like what we're doing, yeah, from the outside. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like on Six Fix, my friend that I'm always mentioning on the podcast, Pat, who's music partner, he's sexual self-pres, so he's not even self-presed on, but he's got a secondary Six Fix, <clears throat> and he's, you know, a significant worrier about self-pres stuff. As compared to myself, who's self-pressed Dom, but I have a seven fix, and I do a fair amount of risk taking mm-hmm. and kind of gambling in money situations and things like that. Anyway, it's a finer point on self-pres, but yeah, it doesn't quite make sense to me. <laughs> self-pres can look very different based on your fixes. Well, and the other thing with self-pres, and it's the true true with all the instincts is when you're significantly getting the stuff of that dominant instinct in a in a given time frame it looks different for example you know with self-pres when you've got it pretty well covered and you're actually beyond covered and you've got extra then it can be goes into comfort right or sometimes it's comfort when you're in the hell of it too, right? Because mm-hmm. that's the solution. It's sort of changing your circumstance or just for the moment, just my immediate environment is going to sort of come out of the hell. Are you saying like when, I don't fully understand what you're saying there. Yeah. So I'm saying um, I just intertwined too many things at the same time. Um, if you're self-pressed Dom and you've, you've got more than your bills covered, you've got extra money, say like plenty of extra money, uh, then you can go into the other side of self-pres around money, which is spending it and enjoying it and, uh, and getting things and sensual experience and decorating your environment, making sure you're in the lifestyle that you want, all of that stuff mm-hmm. that's around self-pres. So but it kind of feeds into it a little bit. Yeah, it's still, so it's, so you're still point being that you're, even when you're not in that worried hellishness of self-pres, you're still doing self-pres. Right. You're, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then when you're in the hell of it and things are, and you're anxious about survival in some way, <clears throat> sometimes you even go into comforting yourself as a way to self soothe. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that gets you into further trouble. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes it's just very basic, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just my cup of tea and my blankets and my pillows. Mm-hmm. Which I get. I totally do that. Yeah. Candles. I love me some candles and anything lavender. So it's sick bitch. (laughs) That is pretty fucking basic. Um, (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Sorry Um, to disappoint. Well, you know, seven and four fixes. That's just like, wow. 
it's easy to disappoint. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that again is self-prezzy in that, like you just created a whole world, right? Self-prez mm-hmm. is so much about the setting and the space that you're in. And so like you did candles and what else did you do there? Lavender. Lavender. So the smell, you know what I mean? You're mm-hmm. like sort of filling the atmosphere uh, and it's a self, you know, self, what would you say? I don't know. Focused. Soothing. Yeah. 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 Because I was going to say a lot of, a lot of my self-soothing is around smells. Like there's a certain detergent that my parents used when I was a kid that mm-hmm. I'll like crave that smell. Yeah. Which goes back oh. to like the home thing. The home thing. That's it. And, and, you know, smell is apparently the most, um, I don't know what it is, impactful mm-hmm. uh, memory recalling sense sensation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it can call back memories very easily. Right. What about like money, fear, and that kind of stuff? Because that was, and job fear, and which is related to money. I think a big part of it was that when you have to make a certain, like, not just to pay your bills, right? Because I have more money than I need. I make more money than I need. But when you have to make a certain amount of money, it keeps you from living the way that you kind of, or at least for me, that I kind of want to live. And there's a lot of things that I don't get to do and that feel like they're big parts of me that I just have to kind of put away to be a capitalist cog in the machine. So that's, yeah, that's actually a big part of self-prez is quality of life. What's my lifestyle? What am I doing every day? Do I like it? Um, And what am I building towards in terms of quality of life? You know what I mean? Like that's what a lot of self-prezers are doing all of this work and getting things done so that they can eventually get to this certain quality of life where their environment and everything around them is uh, more pleasing. Again, it's kind of like me and my world, me and my setting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think about that constantly. Like it just, it's a constant thought of like you know I'm not doing I'm doing this and therefore I'm choosing to not do this which I would prefer to do but it doesn't lead me to the end goal of getting security so that I can eventually do it without worrying because it's no fun if you do it when you're worrying yeah it becomes unfun (laughs) yeah so like for me like I really want to live on a farm and run away and like live among animals and just live a cottage core bisexual life (laughs) (laughs) of like you know having like an actual cottage with like chickens and cows and goats like you know like that's what I really want um Mm -hmm. like I just watched I'm on cottage core lesbian tiktok Um, oh my god it's a great thing it's a great (laughs) thing you have no idea the reactions that are happening over here but keep going (laughs) What what is happening? Well, just cottage core and all that stuff. <laughs> it's, farm it's animals. Wonderful. Oh my god! <laughs> what what's what is happening? I don't understand why you don't also love this. 
Well, um, I mean, it's not totally unappealing, <laughs> but you know, my nine seven four SPSX, it's like, where's the interesting, dark, exotic, you know, juiciness? It's like it's so wholesome. Oh, I know it is. Yeah, it's just like, wow. <laughs> what am I? <laughs> yeah, I could. I mean, I'd like it for uh a few minutes <laughs> but it'd be like man this is i need to where's the where's the problem here or something you know mm, yeah i don't but, experience that anyway you keep going with your cottage cottage core lesbian. <laughs> yes <laughs> i mean uh, if there's lesbian you know uh if we get to see the, vi- the yeah i mean then that's yeah well that's i could the- i could stick around a little yeah bit. yeah, it's, yeah. It, it, mm-hmm. um but it's an aesthetic like you know it's it, people who are listening who have seen cottagecore lesbian tiktok know what i mean when i say it's an aesthetic. <clears throat> right before i had this call one came up a video came up on my tiktok that was like this girl who like has this green chunky sweater on and like this like linen skirt and she's like going out to feed the chickens she's like oh I want I want fresh squeezed orange juice and she like lives in the in the hills of France and so she went and picked some oranges and squeezed orange juice and went sat on her front porch and drank orange juice and I was like that's the fucking dream right there like that is the dream yeah (laughs) (laughs) so for me I mean, yeah, I guess the only way I can integrate with that is <clears throat> to have some of those people nearby delivering me those things. Ah, okay. So yeah. you're bougier about it. Oh, I'm super bougie. I mean, yeah, that's not surprising. Oh, yeah. I mean, that kind of environment is, um, I just couldn't, uh, yeah, it would be too irritating to me. I'd, I'd be frustrated. Okay, but um, I'll take the general need that I have for that, right? Because you have a need for something on your own, self-pressed yeah. sexual end um, <clears throat> that's dark and lonesome and dreary um, <laughs> and all sexual and it's great. But like I see and, that. And it's four fixed and seven. And it's four fixed and seven. And, yeah, so it's got to yeah. be strange, odd, dark, exciting you know obnoxious uh, obnoxious um you know yeah all of that yeah so but there's like that need i have for that kind of what i consider like the ideal and when i don't get to even experience a smidge of it like i don't even get to go hiking because i haven't gone hiking in a while um or i don't even like get to go ride horses like you know i don't get to have even a part of that it feels like I'm missing out on the part of me that is worth living if that makes sense yeah I mean some of this stuff is like soul stuff you know Mm -hmm. um speaking of you know soul sex with the sexuals it's like soul living you know what Mm -hmm. I mean it's like what's my um it's it's sort of like even if it's my weird seven four spsx uh thing you know it's like creating the temple right it's me and my world and that's sort of what you're doing there 
with your lesbian cottage core. <laughs> and I think a big portion of like my, I don't know, inability to make decisions and my depression around current life and all that kind of stuff comes from like me wondering if the choices I'm making are actually bringing me closer to that lifestyle that I want or if they're or if I'm just not pursuing it in the way that I should like what if I'm doing everything wrong and in the end in 30 years I still won't get that even after working this hard yeah and I think that's where a lot of like anger towards humanity comes in because it's like, you know, there's a lot of like climate doom going on, which if you listen to scientists, we still have time, cool, whatever. But, you know, when you listen to the climate doom, <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of like, we won't have that in 20 years. And that's like really angering to me because that's all I want. And so you're going to force me to live this life to get there, to live this life of capitalism, to get past capitalism so that I can be comfortable and healthy and safe. So partly your uh, one way to frame what you're saying is three with a four wing, right? I'm going to have to do, 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 do all this stuff. Um, and then the four is, but I'm going to be frustrated at the end because I'm once I get to the goal, it's not even going to be there. It's not even going to be available. Right. Yeah. And typically nothing I experience is quite what I want it to be. Mm -hmm. So it's like I crave this end result and I, but I will never experience it. And there's that, like, I, I know that, like, I know that part of my life, I'm just, is going to be me never experiencing quite what I want to experience. Yeah. It's interesting. The split between three with the two versus three with a four because three with a four because of what we just said it's kind of more um what would you say like object and accomplishment oriented you know mm -hmm. it's as opposed to people oriented and relationship oriented mm -hmm. and it's partly that thing of the four wing being dissatisfied uh with the work or whatever with where you got to from all the work you've been doing or something yeah yeah one thing is um you mentioned horseback riding and stuff that made me think about self-pres and body stuff and me and my body and you know what i'm doing walking uh, riding a exercise bike. yeah just all of those things around and then that gets into food and health and all of that stuff. I mean, some of it's what you said of, you know, if you're not getting to do the versions of those kind of body oriented things that you would like to, then that's hellish. Yeah. And if I have to choose other things over it because of money, it gets really frustrating because those are my two like self pressed things. Right. So it's like, Mm -hmm. do i want the money or do i want to move my body <laughs> yeah yeah so it can get kind of complicated there but i also like pushing my body to physical limits that's a good one yeah like it it helps me get back to things i don't know like to myself yeah, yeah like there's a sort of bad conception of self-pres that it's fear around 
stuff like pushing your body or doing extreme things with your body. And it's actually, that actually is self-pres, is the pushing your body to extremes. I mean, not that it couldn't, that, you know, some self-pres middles or lasts wouldn't do that either, but it's more common with self-pres first because you're wanting to be prepared. You're looking ahead. You're wanting your body to be in a certain condition or to be able to withstand certain things. I mean, talked about it before, uh, you know, like I do these four hour, five hour bike rides. I mean, if 10 years ago, it was six hours, right. And, and I'm going out in Texas in the middle of the heat. Yeah. You don't stop even in the summer, like to it, clarify for those listening. <laughs> yeah. It's a hundred degrees. And, and I want that. It's like, mm -hmm. I, I want that challenge and I want to know that I can, you know, hit the sun and, and I'm still gonna win. Yes. Yeah. yeah and I do these, you know, hikes, um, in the mountains and I don't like hiking in the summer, but there's a way that I can lean into it of going, like, I'll put on my, so there is, <laughs> okay, this is very self-pressed. <laughs> There we go. Um, so <laughs> I have these pants <laughs> that fit perfectly. Um, and they keep all the bugs off of me, but they're long pants. So if you've ever gone hiking in the woods in the Appalachians, you know that you need long pants because of ticks. Um, so like, you know, I'll be in long sleeve shirts, long sleeve pants, and I'll be like hot and I'm just leaning into it like let's fucking go and once you get to the top I don't, I don't know how to describe it once you get to the top it's just this like release of like I did it I didn't die like I was prepared yep. I have like my emergency kit I have enough water I can pack in the water pack out the water like and some of my favorite parts of when I was traveling out west was uh, putting my tent up every day and taking it down because it feels very like I can take care of myself. I have a house. I can put it up yep. every day. I can take it down every, every night or whatever. And, um, like it's very self-sustaining. I have the resources in my back pocket, essentially. Yes. Like right. I love, if I go hiking, I am prepared for all things because right. it feels good. It, not because I'm afraid of it, <clears throat> but because it feels good to be like, if something happens, I've got this. And it's because I was smart enough to think about it. I outsmarted yeah. nature. Yeah. Like all of that camping gear and pants and shirts with all the fucking pockets and all that shit. That's self-pres. Because then you're, you're carrying all your little tools, all your little gadgets for every little thing that might come up. And, you know, you've got the little tool for to that tightens this thing and loosens that thing or whatever and you see know, ideally you have one tool that does it all so that you can your pack can be as light as physically possible right so then you're conserving right so it just you're keeps going energy. every every angle right mm -hmm. yeah yeah you can keep going into it and it just <clears> feels <throat> so good but it because it feels like you're in control yeah i've likened uh self-pres to when you're self-pres dominant, it's like you're in a car and you're 
looking just at the dashboard and not out the windshield in a way. I mean, this is like the extreme, right? Sure. So, and on the dashboard is a gauge for your money. There's a gauge for your energy level right now. Uh, uh, there's a gauge for time. You know what I mean? There's a gauge for how many resources do I have relative to whatever situation I'm in. And you're, and it's like your head is down there in the dashboard, overly monitoring all those gauges and how much, and how much fuel in each of those am I going to spend in each scenario, in each, in each scenario and along each of those categories, time, money, energy, yeah and that's that's a good point because um that brings me to thinking about energy for a self-pres yeah um which is the main i think that's one of my biggest struggles because i currently work 40 hours right well i was Mm -hmm. working 40 hours um and i am in school Mm-hmm. So I have, so most of my energy goes into those two things, which are required for safety, security, future. So they take priority. So what's frustrating is all of my energy is put into these capitalist bullshit lies that I mm-hmm. have to play into or else in my mind, I will fucking die. And I don't get to do the things like hiking or going on trips with you guys or um, really enjoying hanging out with my friends because I'm tired or playing with my dog or, you know, like, or things like that. And that's really like, it's an, it's a, it's a terrible place to just exist for a self-pres to not have enough energy. And I think a lot of self-pres people experience that burnout. For sure. And it's partly, again, like you're alluding to, it's you're tracking it so much. Your attention Mm -hmm. keeps going back, back every, you know, just constantly to how much energy do I have right now and how much do I want to spend right now? Mm -hmm. And like, and the contrast really comes up when you're in a relationship or a friendship, even with somebody who's sexual dominant or social Mm -hmm. dominant. And you're the one that says, hey, I need to go to sleep now. <laughs> yeah. and, and they like completely forgot about it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you have to constantly be kind of advocating for yourself in that kind of relationship. Yep. Which can feel whiny mm-hmm. <laughs> and just lame. And, and a lot, you know, some energy is also spent just tracking the energy, you know? Yeah. And so it's this kind of awful cycle of like, do I want to spend the energy? Do I not want to spend the energy? And then you're spending energy thinking about spending energy. Yeah. It's all circular. Keeps feeding on itself. Yeah. I think that's what's, uh, that's one of the things that frustrates me too, which a lot of things frustrate me. Just, you know, assume things frustrate me apparently. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, I don't get to go on these trips with you guys right now because Mm -hmm. I am traveling because I'm planning on moving. I'm in school, working, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I don't get to spend the money and the time to go hang out with you guys. And it feels like I could if I really pushed myself, but Mm -hmm. that doesn't ever seem like an option for me. Yeah, it feels like you're going to be 
too depleted on some other things, mm-hmm. right? If you yeah. did that, you'd be yeah. spending too much on of multiple things besides even just money. Right. And then I would come back. So I would go to this, you know, hang out with you guys who like, you know, John and Emika kind of like I'm jealous of them sometimes because they get to sort of just be living however they want to live without worrying about this kind of stuff like I do is what it looks like, you know. Um, I know that's inaccurate, but that's what it looks like. So I get to like, you know, if I went and went on these trips, like I would go hang out with them, see their lifestyle, be in their lifestyle, which is kind of what I want. And then I would have to come back and pretend like I'm still okay with this lifestyle that I'm living. Well, that's a good point is the contrast Mm -hmm. is you go experience a whole other world that happens in the zone. And then you go back and it's like, oh, wow. It's kind of like can be a life reassessor. Right. And I can't afford that right now. Yeah. Because just like emotionally, psychologically. Yeah. Yeah. In my brain. Not yeah. not financially, because yeah. work and school is already so draining to me emotionally that mm-hmm. like if I so much as step out of this life, I will not be able to get back in. And I so worry about that because I don't have control over what my self pres says I can no longer do. Mm-hmm. And if I give it like a second of... <laughs> of seeing how truly awful living, working and doing school only for the past like year and a half has been, I may never, like, I may never finish my degree. Right. To be dramatic about it. Like, and then your life will be ruined. Well, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Which it might not be, but that, yeah. But that's sure what it looks like. Exactly. What I've worked towards for the past year and a half will be ruined. Mm Mm-hmm. The job I recently had, I I kind of do independent contractor work, and usually you can fly back on the weekends or every other weekend. And this particular job, I had to stay out there for six weeks, and I was in a hotel. I mean, speaking of you know setting and environment and stuff, I was in a hideous hotel that was. Uh, I mean, for most people, it's probably not hideous, (laughs) but it was, you know, that sort of dull, just generic brick building with sort of colonial columns and all of that kind of stuff, which I just, I mean, it literally makes my stomach churn just looking at that with white columns and red brick. I just, it's actually painful to look at because it's just too fucking organize <laughs> and not exotic or interesting really ironic know? because i find that beautiful but anyway uh, yeah. yeah no we're there you go i mean we're we're <laughs> in other worlds we've we've each got our different me and my world pretty mm-hmm. significantly it's kind of that's cute. interesting yeah that's it's interesting too because that would be um another self-pres thing would be that it is like signature right you know mm-hmm. like you're gonna have your style around it mm-hmm. um i mean your style is super basic bitch but i mean it's whatever. yeah i mean it is i mean i'm a three what are you gonna do i'm a triple attachment <laughs> three like pff, i'm gonna yeah. be basic to the max 
Yeah. Hardcore. I mean, the home thing is that's part of that whole lifestyle and the world I'm creating for myself and what am I building toward and well there's also this kind of sense of like uh, um uh like a home that you'll that you'll like I want to go back home like there's something like that for self-pres that's true like that's one part of me that's basic bitch I guess that the one thing maybe um but yeah that sense it's not particularly uh familial for me per se but it probably maybe at some underlying level it is but yeah there's that feeling of oh man i just need to get back home you know what i mean it's like it it's like it's in your body you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and your body's saying it does this longing thing to just get back home it's and it's like oh and finally just breathe because i'm in my space yeah mine I experience a lot of like, um, there's no home to go back to, Mm. right? Because like, mine is like, when I was a kid, home, that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, I mean, that gets into some of the attachment type stuff. And the word I was using in those early calls with Courtney, nostalgia, Mm -hmm. which I think is a pretty big piece with attachment types, especially. It's like a calling back to that to some time frame that's somewhat idealized, even if the situation wasn't ideal. Mm-hmm. There is a sense of like constantly searching for that home um, that I can never get back because I am no longer a child. <laughs> like you physically can't go back home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's kind of this displacement that's always like a little melancholy of like things will never be that and so, that wasn't even that and i know that sure so there's just this almost like a uh like a i'm not supposed to be here kind of thing but not quite or like i missed something because nothing was ever quite home well and it's one reason that attachment types are doing attaching out there in the world with people is um it's some kind of a grasping for some sense of commonality or something like that that feels like home to some degree i mean this is totally unconscious right it's not like you're yeah but that's part of the adapting it's like maybe this person or this group or these, you know, this situation um, could be a home. Mm-hmm. And I guess it could um, lend itself to a, a lot of people kind of getting a little Stockholmy about things. Yes. Because, like, if their home as a child that they idealized was traumatic, right? That would lead yep. them to idealize being in traumatic situations all the time and therefore sticking in them because it's familiar and home. Yeah. And then it's, and then it's plugging into self res and it's uh, bringing in the money and I'm getting a little bit of comforts here and there and a little bit of perks Mm -hmm. enough to give me some reprieve from the hell of being, you know, 
having the ogre boss, you know, hovering over me, who's an asshole. I mean, there's so many self-pres social sixes and nines out there that are the workers of the world, you know, that are doing all of these kinds of jobs where, um, well, they're just ultimately, I can't imagine them being soul satisfying jobs. It's sort of like they're lining up to be conveyor belt into slaughter or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Capitalist shit again. Yeah. (laughs) I think my, my boss was, was one of them. Um, he's like the sweetest man alive, but Mm. works six days a week Yeah, as a title processor. I mean, you know, like doing shit that, (laughs) yeah, Jesus, exactly. And, you know, I think, I think my dad did a lot of that too, as a self-pred six. Uh, he, you know, he, and I think that's where a lot of my fear comes from and, and my, mm-hmm. um, ability to kind of see or my highly questioning of like, is this what I want? Is this what I want? Is this what I want? Like paranoia, because I saw him work for 40 years mm-hmm. in one job and he was never home and he never like saw any of us grow up he never got to hang out with any of us until he retired and it's like or until he was close to retirement and it's like and he talks about how it's like the saddest shit ever dude he talks about how he wanted to be a park ranger in colorado in the colorado rockies and he didn't and it's like fuck there it is right there yeah yeah like i don't want i don't want that no, that's uh, similar to your story. You know, you'd rather be hiking, you'd rather be outside, et cetera, et cetera. And yet you're inside in this office kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's horrifying. Yeah, it's awful. Capitalism fucking sucks. Yeah. I've seen a lot of TikToks recently that people are like, I've been going to therapy for seven years and it didn't fix anything because the problem is capitalism. Yeah. And that's where the depression sets in, where you're just like, this is going to be my life. Like my mom, you know, she reframes shit um, all the time. She's like, oh, well, you know, like if you look at what energy workers are saying right now, like we're on an uptick, we're awakening, like we're doing all these things and we're going to get to this amazing point. And I'm like, but it's not in my lifetime. It's not going to happen in my lifetime. Like I'm still going to have to live this hellhole. I and I have absolutely no idea how it's going to write itself and not to where like a lot of anger comes up like a lot of anger comes up for me because I just spend so much time like hating what has happened and the choices people have made that have brought us to here and then to hear my mom try and reframe things it's like but your generation is part of the problem you can't tell me it's going to right itself when you were the problem you caused this and you will die before you see the repercussions of it well to me what's um particularly disconcerting is that i do associate it with the instincts and Anybody of any stacking can, you know, can have that whole black and white kind of thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, but I think it comes from that kind of uh, combination of social and self-pres where it's like, 
my daily life and my lifestyle infused with my ideology, beliefs, political views needs to be solid, right? Which is mm -hmm. like self-pres. It needs to be lasting, sustainable, and so forth. And then those people over there who have the same drives mm -hmm. towards sustainability and excellence of civilization or whatever you want to call it um mm -hmm. they're stuck and solid in their thing and what's really daunting about the concept of change big change is that it is actually in the instincts and it is why there has been war forever mm -hmm. uh i mean forever as far as you know the the basics of the major civilizations or whatever um i understand there was a period before where it wasn't like that i mean it's right. but i mean there's where you're getting at capitalism right because right. you get to the feudal system and all that stuff and owning land and then there's capitalism and then you've got to protect your land with arms and so on and so on so mm -hmm. um and if we had just kept hunter gathering <laughs> yeah so the fact that it's actually in our instincts and like you know you can talk about the nine personality types those are unconscious mm -hmm. right but the instincts are like fucking it's the animal it's like in your blood it's like yeah there's no i it feels like there's no option right it just is like you will kill me if the, if right. i give in yeah and my point is it's like doubly or triply unconscious yeah the instincts piece which is keeping all the systems the same uh mm -hmm. and all the and all the fighting and the left right and all of that stuff going so not to talk sound like your mom but i mean it requires a like a total spiritual revolution would have oh to it does yeah no i don't disagree with that at all it's just yeah. annoying to hear her say that because yeah, yeah it reframes everything yeah each of the instincts, of course, you know, the bigger part of what's happening is all this neurotic stuff that we're all doing, yeah. especially with our dominant instinct. But yeah. each instinct has a, a much higher vibration uh, that's possible for it. You know what I mean? And, and like with yes. self-pres, it is that thing kind of already talked about it here is um it is um the body as temple of the soul as opposed to you know the body just as working machine useful machine and, yeah yeah etc yeah and so to get to that place <clears throat> of the body as temple i mean it just all comes back to the thing of being and stillness and and coming back into quiet of yourself and real contact with your body you know like that mm -hmm. exercise that john's done a few times with us mm -hmm. where you go into actual relaxation of your body as opposed to kind of the relaxation that we often just think we're muscles doing. yeah yeah um and you come into contact with a whole other presence of your body that is a kind of state of being um that calms all of that instinctual uh madness yeah it feels 
a bit impossible to reason with other self-pressers on the other side. Sure. <laughs> because it's just, it's such a, like, the instincts are such a, like, a, well, I don't know. They're, if you... And they're also triggering you to keep up into the, that keyed up neurotic space. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. look at them, look at the bad stuff they're doing. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, if I give something, they aren't going to give something in return. Yeah. And it's like, so how are we going to meet in the middle if neither of us are going to give? Yeah. It does kind of feel like everything's just going to have to burn to the ground. Yeah, it is. And it's it could get really ugly. That's which why I'm is, fucking moving to Europe. Yeah, just terrifying to self-presers because you're mm -hmm. thinking about just the basic functionality, all the basic stuff of regular american life breaking down like i can't just go to the store or i can't get gasoline now to go to the store or i can't even flush my toilet because there's not central plumbing anymore yeah if we want to get real dark with it oh yeah no electricity's gone internet is down neighbors are on fucking walkie talkies with rifles right and if you if if <laughs> <laughs> for all those people who've experienced like you know uh, fires or floods, you know, just how awful people will be to each other. Yep. That's why I'm moving because people in the Netherlands, they have fucking systems for this shit. They're yep. like, we're, uh, we're beneath sea level, but we have a way of keeping the water. Like we are prepared for this shit. Yeah. Like I don't doubt at all that they are prepared for everything because it's yep. like super self-press. Yeah. And I mean, Anywhere, including here, in the actual thick of a situation, there are plenty of human beings that, as a, as a literal instinctual reflex, will go into a building and pull somebody out. Or oh, yeah. But that's a different thing than what you're talking about as far as thinking ahead to prepare for things for everyone, mm -hmm. you know? There's been a shift in my mind of like thinking that people are good to realizing because there are those people, right? Like I think I think part of my na naivety came from like my brother growing up with him because he's one of those people. Like he would totally just hop into a burning building for someone. I wouldn't, but <laughs> but yeah. he would. So then there's this kind of thought that like, oh, well, a lot of people are like this and it's I don't think a lot well, of people are. Well, for me, I'm not as much thinking of it as an overall statement about the person. To me, it's any person whatsoever uh, could have that reflex. Mm. Um, I mean, or or a sizable number of, I don't know, percentage of people could have that reflex. I mean, if you see somebody in a window on the second floor or whatever, and the house is on fire, the first floor or whatever, I, you know, there's plenty of people that would have that reflex to uh, go climb the tree right by the window and whatever, do something to grab them. Uh, and it's not necessarily about overall character to me. It's just situational. Yeah, I don't know. I, I would almost disagree with that. Yeah. The ideal. My is... side is better than your side. Exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> well, see, I'm going to morph into assuming that your side is, in fact, better um, because that's what I do best. Um, but 
what you know the the love I have for Europe is the fact that they basically through their government force people to be good people uh-huh. like they've designed the government around the well-being of their people and it's like I I like that nobody gets to be a jerk <laughs> basically yep. there nobody gets to have that like people are like oh but you'll lose some freedoms and I'm like I'm going to lose freedoms to stomp on other people those are freedoms I don't want and you're going to lose money like Mm -hmm. like if the tax rate were 50 percent here that would Mm -hmm. that would support all kinds of things right including university education and you know, all kinds of uh, better public works and things that were not just commerce based as far as community life and activity that would enhance everything. And it would enhance the whole psychology of the country and make everybody in a much less depressed and angry place. Uh, And but it's self-pres here in the U.S., you know, that has you thinking just about that money's not going to be in my pocket. Right. And this is all what we think about every day. Yep. To loop it back to self-pres hell. That's why I get a little, I have a hard time leveling with you or Imika and John, you too. This is for you too. I'm a bad person too. I don't have a hard, as hard a time leveling with you though. Um, <laughs> I have a hard time leveling with them because like, yeah, yeah, you're experiencing like, you know, depression and you feel like you don't like, you know, fit in anywhere. And like, you feel like you don't have love and what, whatever I'm worrying about the world burning. Like, can you hold it together for two seconds? Because the world is burning. Like, so it's, you know, like there's this like nothing else matters blinders thing that happens when you get really into self-pres hell makes it hard for me to have empathy for others. Yeah. But I mean, to me, that's bringing up, what would I say? The abstract war between the instincts that is, puts them all on equal footing because like if you're sexual dom, that whole world of attraction and so forth that is the world and that is also burning (laughs) and that world can be burning for Mm -hmm. them at any time and the thing is they're hyper tracking that right and and how much is it diminishing and and throwing something out there to bring excitement back right and you know what i mean and is she into me still and checking, 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 checking constantly. So it's, I mean, we're talking about, you know, I like to use the word religion. It just accidentally, you know, your dominant instinct is completely a religion. I mean, it's like, of course, this is the most important thing in the world. How are you not looking at this every fucking second? This is, this is, oh my God, I'm going to die. Right. Right. Yeah. And same with social doms. It's the same thing in that sphere for them. Mm-hmm. I think finding coping mechanisms for when you get to that point is really important to bring empathy back. Because I found that once I create empathy 
four other people in that space, that kind of, oh my God, I'm going to die feeling dissipates at least slightly to where it's not like consuming. Yeah. Just at least for me, you know. I don't know how people could do the empathy in a way kind of without or as thoroughly without actually knowing about the instincts through the Enneagram. Yeah. I think the only way I've found to like explain it to people who don't know about the Enneagram is just do something, you know, like just do something nice for people when you get into Mm -hmm. that moment, just do something nice. Um, Because Mm -hmm. you don't have to know why you're in a hell to know you're in a hell. Yeah. That's a good point. And you don't have to know what hell you're in. You just, you know it though. Hmm. typically that's good yeah i would not have thought of that that's actually a shout out to my friend winona she taught me that one she was like when i get into a really dark place i do something nice for someone and it kind of just levels it out a little also though i was thinking of it in terms of when you're hearing somebody else's story yeah and they're in the hell yes and doing something nice for them is that 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 is also yeah that is also a way to do it yeah sometimes having friends who are always a mess can be kind of helpful right in that sense sure where you can you can check on them be like oh i'm gonna come bring you coffee because you're always a mess yeah (laughs) you know and that's why i think i always have one or two of those people in my life (laughs) yeah that's a interesting therapy it is I i might have to it's a dangerous Explore one, up. though. You have to make sure you don't get sucked into it, you know? Yeah. You have to you have to kind of play the game a little bit. I'm pretty self-indulgent, so I don't think I would. I mean... You should probably I'm, do nice things for other people. Um, you can just send me money. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's now fine. Now we're back on that again. Yep. Um, yeah, okay. Well, uh, checks in the mail. Yeah. Perfect. See, that's your nice thing. You can send me and Brian money. I like money. Brian says he likes money. Um, what about if it's earmarked just for you? Just for me? Sorry, babe. It's just mine. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm sick of you. Okay. Well, out of here. cool. Wait, really? Well, I mean, I'm looking at the gauge on the dashboard. Okay. Okay. It's that's the Nan- it's it's the Nan- there's a Nancy gauge. Yes. <laughs> you know, because Nancy's just as important as everything. Money, time. I am energy. all important. <laughs> all important. Yeah. And the Nancy gauge is all the way full. So, you know, as opposed to empty being done when it's full, then I don't want any more of you. Right, okay, that's fine then. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta you gotta drain it a little bit before Sunday. Yeah, that's true. Which is that'll be important. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Bye.